Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Congress is coming back to town. We'll have a look at the latest on COVID relief. Number two, we've got a look at the political pressure that each member of the congressional leadership is feeling this week. And number three, where things sit with Neera Tandon's nomination for OMB. Spoiler alert, not great. All right, Jake, let's do this thing. Number one, Congress is coming back to town. COVID relief is the top agenda priority. That's right. Uh, COVID relief needs to need they need to start stepping on the gas pedal here if they want to meet Joe Biden's March 14th deadline. That is looking less and less likely, although let's not count it out of um, uh, out of possibility yet. Now, the minimum wage is the big issue right now. Uh, Bernie Sanders put out a statement Saturday saying that he was confident the Senate parliamentarian would accept minimum wage as part of this package. When you say you're confident about something like that uh, in a statement, it means you're usually not that confident about it and you're trying to ramp up the pressure on the parliamentarian to do what you want. That's at least how I read it. And I would say, frankly, that without the minimum wage, there's going to be some problems in uh, on Capitol Hill because so many people are so keen on raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. So I, I, that's the main issue. And, and frankly, every congressional leader now has just a big task ahead of them. And I'll take Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she's got to get the COVID relief bill through her chamber um, with just a five seat cushion. That's very difficult, I would say. Um she has an uncanny ability to kind of stare at the horizon and power through things. So this is how she does it. And this we'll have to see if she could do it this time. Yeah, I just want to take one step back, though, from what you were saying on the minimum wage. I agree with you. I think that it's going to be very difficult and kind of certainly in terms of threading the needle for congressional leaders makes it difficult. But I do think it's important this. This number alone, 500,000. That is the number of deaths that the United States is approaching one year into the coronavirus pandemic. I think that is going to put this whole issue into focus for both Republicans and Democrats and increase the pressure, certainly on Democrats, to give Joe Biden his singular uh, goal, which is to get this legislative package through. So you had Nancy Pelosi. I'll take Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader from California. You know, it's kind of surprising because oftentimes we look at these big issues between it's really a majority versus minority kind of fight. Right. And it's usually the majority that has the most at stake. But Kevin McCarthy has a lot at stake this week. You know, Joe Biden wants nothing more than to be able to call this COVID relief package bipartisan. And of course, it's not going to be a huge bipartisan number, but all he needs is one Republican to vote with Democrats in order to be able to call it a bipartisan vote. I think that is going to be key for Kevin McCarthy to try to keep Republicans against this overall package. Yeah, Chuck Schumer's got a a crazy job ahead of him as well. I mean, he's got to um, uh, take care and and, um, navigate a a caucus that includes Joe Manchin and includes Bernie Sanders. That uh, I mean, I don't envy him for that. He has very little room to maneuver and he's got to he's got to scotch tape this crew together and kind of uh, charge toward the, the the finish line, and that's not easy. Yeah, the other thing about Schumer that I think is important to make sure to kind of overlay is the context of, yes, COVID relief, it's moving in the House, it's going to be up in the House Budget Committee today, 
But he has all of these nominations. And right now, Joe Biden has fewer members of his cabinet in place than Barack Obama, than George W. Bush, than Donald Trump did at the same time in their presidencies. And so he's also going to be having to juggle Merrick Garland, who's going to be before the Senate Judiciary Committee today. Obviously, Javier Becerra, the HHS nominee that could have a tough time. It's somebody that we're watching really closely. He's going to be facing two committees this week. Deb Haaland, the interior nominee. So like the numbers just go on and on of kind of what Chuck Schumer is going to have to be figuring out in terms of where is his caucus on these issues, um, probably more so than uh, anybody else kind of having to do that juggle. Otherwise, you have Mitch McConnell, right? Senate minority leader. He's going to try to hold his his troops together. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that hard. I think this price take in particular seems like a pretty easy way out for a lot of Republicans to not vote for this, right? Yeah, I think that's right. He needs to, you know, it's it, there's no temptation, in other words, Anna, uh, among Republicans to do this. So anyway, and then you have the, the final thing that we're watching is at the end of the week, uh, Donald Trump is at CPAC. Uh, every Republican's going to be watching it. Uh, that's on Sunday. And, um, you know, I, I imagine he's going to talk about some of his um, anger, which he frequently uh, frequently gripes about, about some of the people in Washington who have, in his estimation, wronged him. All right, and the number three story of the day, Susan Collins, a no on Neera Tandon. So Neera Tandon is the nominee for OMB director, a very important job. She is imminently you know, qualified for, certainly has the background for it, but has been one of the real kind of problem candidates for nomination for Joe Biden. It seemed as if early on her nomination was going to tank because of kind of mean tweets that she had done, a lot of Republican opposition. Then it seemed to kind of like be on an okay pathway forward. And all of a sudden, at the end of last week, uh, Joe Manchin said he was going to be a thumbs down. That means that Democrats have to find a Republican to support her. Susan Collins, we are reporting breaking news this morning, not going to back Nira. Yeah, no, not a huge surprise. I mean, I guess I was I could have seen it either way, Anna, um, because Susan Collins has taken the position that the president or a president deserves their advisors. Um, She said that and and deserves their Supreme Court nominees, as she said in the past. Um, So and she's voted, I think, for every for many, 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 many nominations for a lot of presidents going back a lot of years. She's not going to vote for Tandon. I mean, the White House keeps saying they're not giving up on Tandon's nomination. Okay, well, at some point you need to find a Republican to vote for. And um, they've not found that Republican yet. I have to imagine that um, they're going to need to make a call here. I mean, listen, the thing is Tandon could serve in the administration. She's not going to get confirmed, right? Like, that's obvious now. But she, um, uh, unless something happens that's just completely crazy and that we don't foresee, but I would say that she could serve in the White House in other roles and senior non-confirmable roles. And I think that's probably the pathway that the White House is going to take. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and a review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.